0: If you have your Bible, turn turn your Bible. Open it right in the middle. And you'll hit my text, Psalms 55:22. Psalms 55:22, right in the middle of your Bible. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. Now catch this part. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. I want to speak to you this morning about that burden of yours. I want to speak to you about that heartache of yours. I want to speak to you about that worry and that fear of yours. You know why? Because America is becoming nothing more and slowly becoming nothing but a nation of heartaches. There's a lot going on in America. There's a lot of changes. But unfortunately, for many, they are nothing but heartaches. Burdens and heartaches that throw a cold, wet blanket over our lives every day, sometimes every hour, and they interrupt the happy flow of life. They increase our anxieties, our stress, our fears. They weary us throughout the day. They move into our lives like heavy fogs of doom and gloom. And all we have today are heartaches and burdens And we ask ourselves, parents, grandparents, the young, the old, and the in-between, the winds are blowing through America severely hard. The tops of the trees are bending back and forth. And every one of us is saying to ourselves. Oh, I pray to God, I got enough rootage to hold me up, to keep from blowing me over, from keep from breaking my heart day after day. Our text says, "Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and that word cast means to fling it, to throw it. Throw it upon the Lord. Why? He's the one with the shoulders. He's the one that can sustain us. He's the one that could help us get through it all. And I hear people say, and it's understandable. Preacher, it's a lot easier to say than do. Well, it is if you don't understand the secrets of the Bible. And I agree. And when it happens... It brings nothing but discouragement, despair, and despondency. And what it does, and I see it every day, you see it every day. I see it on the faces of the people that are walking into Kroger's and into Walmart. I see the strain and the stress everywhere I turn. People are burned out, people are carrying heavy loads. And all I see everywhere, and you see the same, is that life is taking the wind out of our sails. We're not the happy America we used to be. Iniquity is abounding, the love of many is waxing cold. But don't despair, the rest of the verse says, but he shall sustain you. David is pointing out that God will sustain him even though he's struggling. And what that says to each of us is we can face the storms of life and we also can find that sustainment in God. If God's got it for David, if he's got it for Joseph, if he's got it for Moses, if he's got it for this, that, and the other one, he's got it for me, he's got it for you. The reality is we all have burdens to carry that we worry about. For David, his burden was the betrayal of a close friend. For us, it could be anything. When we are overwhelmed with our burdens, it can feel like we are sinking slowly in quicksand. And the more we fret and the more we worry, the deeper and the slower we begin to sink Cast your burden upon the Lord, and he, and he only, and he alone will be the one that can sustain us. This whole world desperately needs this rest from God. Let Jesus say, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know what I see out there every day? What I deal with a lot through the week the calls, the problems, the burdens, the heartaches? People no longer have that peaceful rest. Do you know how many people have lost their smile? You know how many people in America today are right on the verge of giving up and letting socialism and communism and humanism and every other ism just come in and have their way? They've come to the place where they've almost given up and said, all right, just put bread and water on my table and I'm yours. That's where half our country is. Daniel was cast into prison. The three Hebrew boys were cast into the fiery furnace. Jonah was cast into the sea. John the Baptist was cast into prison. Joseph was cast into the pit. Moses had to flee Egypt. Paul was continually, and Silas were cast into a dungeon. Jesus was cast into a borrowed tomb. Samson was chained to the gates. Legion was fastened with chains. And they all busted out through their burdens because God sustained them. And you're no different. Each of their burdens was from the Lord. And the word burden literally means that which the Lord has given thee whoa, wait a minute, that which the Lord, yes, that's exactly what the Bible says. God knows what he's doing when burdens fall on us and heartaches fall on us and trouble falls on us. Or the word may simply mean a gift. You're crazy, preacher. My heartache's not a gift. My heart, uh, my my burden is not a gift. Oh, yes, it is. And if you can understand in what way it's a burden, your perspective on everything that's happening to you will change. Romans eight twenty eight: All things work together for good that love for them that love the Lord. Sometimes. You mean my burden is a gift? My heartache is a gift? A lot of the troubles that I have in my life are gifts? Yes, they are. God is behind our troubles. And God is behind our burdens. Because there's a worse thing just out ahead of us if we let our heartaches and burdens get the best of us. Troubles and burdens can come from various sources, bad choices, from the devil, from the Lord. Look at Job, look at Joseph, look at Paul, look at the list I just read. Why? Because our burdens... What did God design them to do? They designed them to bring every one of us closer to Him. If you didn't have a care, if you didn't have a weight on your shoulder, you didn't have a burden, the sun was shining all the time, you would eat and be full and forget the Lord. God knows what He's doing. He's the manufacturer of every one of us. Stick with the manual. Read the manual. And you'll know how to run your life. So what are we to do with our heartaches? We are to accept them, in most cases, from the Lord. And this is very important. Why? Why? One reason God gives us burdens to bear is that they will. They will bring us closer to God. And you know what else we need to do with our burdens and our troubles and our bitterness and our betrayals and our domestic problems and our broken relationships and our divorces and our physical burdens, and our emotional burdens, our fear and depression, and burdens of lost ones. Today is my 52nd anniversary. And I'm carrying a heavy burden. And you're carrying burdens just as heavy. But what do we do with our burdens? We start to nurse them And we start to cuddle them. And we start to coddle them. You can't coddle your wounds, your heartache. God never intended for you or me to give up or slow down. You got to keep walking. And here's something to consider. Young people, here's something to consider. Life's burdens are too heavy for all of us. Because there is this. Undeniable inadequacy in humanity called the flesh. Therefore, without God, man is capable of destroying himself, and the devil will come along and make you feel like you're having fun while you are on your way to hell. Just look at the country today. It's in a mel of a hess. That's a good one. Is your life in a mill of a Hess? If you don't have God in you, it is. I don't care who you are, how rich you are, how much people like you. America is becoming one male of a Hess. And humanity makes a big mistake. When they think they can manage their lives without God, and the truth is God never created us to be equal with the life that we're living in this fallen world. That's why we are called sheep. They are one of the most defenseless and dumbest animals in life. That's why so many of us are weak, wobbly, and lost without the Lord. Our instinctive faith makes it strong, makes, it, makes, it, makes the strongest plea to, our, uh, to God when our lives meet the weakest hour. The moment is coming, folks, when every one of us is going to experience our weakest hour. The burdens, the weight, the heartaches are going to visit every one of us. And we're going to realize how weak weakness is. And when people are dying... They don't cry out for Buddha or Baba or Ba'aula. They cry out for God. All these people out here, that are trying to promote all this atheism and all this nonsense and wokeism and transism, homosexual. You talk about dumb people. We're full of dumb people in America. But let them come near to death. And they won't be crying out, Oh, Baba! Oh, Buddha! They'll be crying out, Oh, God! Because God put that instinct in them. Not only when life is falling apart and sorrow is delivering its hardest blow like it did for me a few months ago. But also during the everyday demands of life itself. And then on top of that, you've got Satan to deal with who's trying to assault our souls every day. A missionary tells a beautiful story While in Syria, on a blistering hot day, she sat on the dirt floor of her mission hut, feeling utterly and completely exhausted, overwhelmed with the weight of the burdens on the mission field. Just then, as God would order it, she said, a Syrian woman came and seated herself right behind me so I could lean on her, which she invited me to do so. I declined, but she drew me back and said, if you love me, lean on me. Which I did. Then came that refreshment and that rest into my body. But then came the master's own voice. If you love me, Lean hard. And she said, I leaned on him too. For he had preached to me in that moment through that poor woman. It's not the burden, but the burden bearer that God sustains. And what a message. What a message for us today. What a message for America If you love me, America, lean hard. If you love me, Church of God, if you love me, young people, if you love me, old people, lean hard on me. And Jesus gives us the reason to lean hard. He says in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness for sufficient unto each day. Is the every day has got enough evil? And you gotta lean hard on the Lord because you don't know what the next day's gonna bring. And your phone could ring like my phone rang. And the doctor said, Donna, you got leukemia, and you gotta get to the emergency room. When the weight gets heavy, you better make sure, young people, listen to me. You better make sure, everybody, you better make sure you better get a hold of the Lord before the storm, the burden, and the heartache comes. And the more independent and forgetful people are about God, and this is what really worries me we're becoming a secular culture, we're becoming a post Christian culture. Church attendance is down. Patriotism is down. Home and family is down. Marriage is a shambles. Our youth are out of control. Trouble everywhere. And the more that a nation forgets God, the more God is going to visit them and rattle their cage to wake them up. It's not going to get better. Storms draw something out of us that calm seas don't. And we all know it takes the darkness of a storm to show us the light of God's presence. If you ever study the the, the Deedles, the Eagles... One of these days, we're all going to fly on uh, Weagles'ings. Eagles don't escape the storms. No. All they do is simply spread their mighty wings and they let the currents of the storm raise them above the storm. And while the storm is tearing up everything below and everything on the earth, they're not even have to work their wings. They're just letting the currents of God just keep them out of trouble. Never a trial, and he's not there. Never a burden that he doth not bear. Never a sorrow that he doth not share. Moment by moment, we're under His care. And I think we all know the psalmist is not referring to burdens on the back, but the burdens in our heart, the heavy ones. That heartache of mine, that heartache of yours, the mental and emotional burdens, they're so much worse than the physical. And from time to time, we all wake up every day with those burdens of ours, and they just rattle our cage. And what makes our burden so hard to bear is that feeling of them being inescapable. That feeling of never breaking loose My sweetheart's gone. I'll never see her again or hear her voice in this world. Your burden is heavy too. Your heartache is aching too. And the thing we all want to do is escape. But that burden of yours and that heartache of yours it'll wake you up every morning. It'll wake you up in the night. And it'll be something that's almost unbearable. And you're saying to yourself I can't fix it. I can't stop it. I can't change it. Maybe it was a dream. Let me wake up. But listen to what David says about his burden. He offers a solution. God gives us a way to escape, a way to go on living after a heart is broken after a spirit is broken, after a smile is lost. David was a king. He was wealthy, healthy. He was godly. And he was up in years. And what that tells us is burdens come to everybody. The rich and the poor. To sinners and saints. To the old and the young to the elite and to the the run-of-the-mill, to the high class, the low class, and the no class. There are no exceptions, and there are no escapes from our heartaches except through Him. Burdens and heartaches are the lot of all humanity, and the more secular our countries become, Oh, the more common there's going to be heartaches and the more there's going to be funerals and the more there's going to be killings and the more there's going to be heartache all over the place. Oh, the heartaches and burdens that are crying out to God throughout America while the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. What a judgment hangs over the courts and the leaders of our country. What's the point? Burdens, heartaches, and misery have become our common lot in the present scheme of things. And we can no longer dodge the whiplash of abounding iniquity for millions and millions of America, young and old alike. And young people, many leaders, and I'm sad and sorry to tell you, our leaders don't know how to protect you anymore. Half of those people that call themselves mothers and fathers don't know how to protect you any longer. And what that means for you is that sin is now very accessible and very available. Sin is lauded and it's legalized and it's promoted and it's marched on and, and it's got a new label called FREEDOM. And you think the whole time you got away with something. And the devil has set the plan to destroy your happiness and break your parents' heart a million times over. You've become a vulnerable generation, a pitied lot, a targeted generation. Pornography and sex and liberal ideas are before your mind for the taking. You're just one click away from your cell phone to fall into the abyss of heartaches and misery and burden like you've never had before. All other authorities, you can easily get around now Because sin is so accessible. The fruit of evil is hanging so low on the trees. All you can do, you don't have to climb. You just pick it off. Call in a text, an ax. And the devil says, I gotcha. Go ahead and take that one drink. Go ahead and take that one smoke. Go ahead and have that first illicit sex. And a monster will grab a hold of your mind and it'll be like change. You'll never get free until it dumps you off like a piece of garbage on the street. But you ought to know, and that's why I'm here this morning, You need to know there is a divine authority approaching this world and not a soul anywhere who ever lived will escape the wrath and the justice of God. So listen to me, young and old alike, do your best to understand that America is no longer a safe place, no longer a fair place, no longer a happy place. The days of leave it to beaver are over. And now it's personally up to every single one of us. No matter how old you are, when you come to the age of accountability, the the baby is yours. It's your life. And you don't have the adults around like you used to have or the leaders like you used to have or the teachers like you used to have or the preachers like you used to have. So you better seek first the kingdom of God and you better seek the Lord while you're young. Because the older you get, and the more that sin beats you up, and the more that it abuses you, and the more that it disfigures you, the more difficult it's going to be for you to get saved. Mess around with pornography like half this country's doing, and something will lay hold of you. A spirit will lay hold of you. You listen to me. A spirit will get into your mind, into your thoughts, into your heart, and you're saying to yourself, The good I want to do, I can't, and the evil, it just takes me over. Because you got to realize Satan is loose. There's spirits in America that are loose. And there's hardly a place in America anymore that's sacred. Give your life to God early before sin makes an idiot out of you. God has a much better deal For you, then, sin Satan or the world. The second admonition that David gives us is in verse 1 of our chapter. Listen to what he said in verse 1. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my prayer, from my anguish, from my pleading. The second admonition that David gives us is in verse 1. Burdens. They bring temptations. The strings of temptation which tie up your bundle of burdens can be a greater problem than your burdens themselves. What are you talking about? Look at verse 1. Read it slow. Give ear to my prayer. God, hear me! My life's unraveling. My kids are going crazy. My home is breaking up. God, hear my prayer. Hear my supplication. Oh God, and hide not thyself from me. There is the temptation and it's strong for you to think that God is unconcerned about you. Where are you? Where are you? I go forward, you're not there. I go backwards, you're not there. I look to the right, I look to the left. Job cried out. Where are you, Lord? His wife looks at him and said, give it up, Job. Curse God and get it over with. There's the temptation to think that God is unconcerned about us. If God loved us so much, why is there so much sin and so much death and so much heartache? Why is there so much ungodliness if God loves us so much? Because we live in a fallen world. And if you don't seek God early, there's a good chance you'll miss heaven. You see, there is this temptation to escape from our burdens. Look at verses 6 and 8. And I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away, and then I'll finally be at rest. Listen to how foolish. Lo, then would I wander off and remain in the wilderness. The wilderness is no place for you to run. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and the tempest. There is the temptation to escape your burden. Well, how do you escape a burden? You start drinking. You start drugging. You start mugging. You start sexing. There's hundreds away. The fruit is hanging low. It's being advertised on every commercial. They know how to bend the will and the mind of America. Every single commercial is geared to make you think that same-sex marriage is okay. Trans is okay. Take your vaccine. It's okay. I took mine and ended up with three blood clots. And they lied to me. And they lied to us about this. And they lied to us about that. Your friends are not the leaders anymore. Only God is your leader. And only God will protect you. Lies, nothing but lies. Who am I speaking to this morning, young or old alike? God is unconcerned, and they can easily escape from life's burdens. Then there is the temptation, and oh, it's strong, to become deceived. Let's read it in verse 12. For it was not an enemy that reproached me. Then I could have borne it. Neither was it one that hated me. That did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself. Verse 14. We took sweet counsel together. My God, think of it. We went to the same church. We went up to the house of God holding hands. Verse 21. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter. But war was in his heart. And his words were softer than oil. Yet were they drawn swords ready to stab me in the back. Wake up! The only friend we really have in this world is Jesus. And you're not going to outrun this out here. You're not going to outsmart it. You're not going to get around it. You are free to have all the sex, all the fruit, all the evil fruit, all the drugs, all the alcohol. You're free, but you're not. They're telling you you're free, but you're bound. And on your way to hell like you've never been in hell before. Your life is a mill of a hess. A brother, a sister, who both worshipped God together. His words, her words were softer than your oil. Yet were they drawn swords ready to wound. Don't look at the person next to you right now. Sherm, I'm ready. Come on up. I knew I'd beat that devil there. Then there is the temptation to become bitter. Bitter with life and bitter towards people. Look at verse 15. Quickly, let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell for wickedness is their dwellings. That's how people live in the wilderness. That's how people live without without God. They kill one another for no reason in our streets. They rape one another. They sucker punch one another. They abort their babies, Roe vs. Wade. 55 million babies had been murdered since Roe v. Wade alone. The courts can't court right anymore. The police can't defend anymore. The leaders no longer know how. You're on your own. And all you got is God and maybe a few faithful pastors and a few good churches left in America. So David says, cast your burden upon the Lord. How in the world do I do it, preacher? Tell me, tell me, tell me. If my burden was an outward one, I'd be able to deal with it. But how do I stop the broken heart and the pain in my heart? Well, look at the text again. Cast thy burden, verse 22, upon the Lord. These words don't stand alone. Thank God they're coupled with another promise, with another phrase. And He, shall sustain thee. You got a disease? You got a bad report? You got a child that you lost? You got a heartache that's going on every day? Do you see the point? The promise in the second half of the verse is the key to the meaning of the first half. The promise says, and he shall sustain thee. The Lord just doesn't want your burden. He wants you and He wants me. We cannot detach our burdens from ourselves and say, burden and heartache be gone. But what we can all do and what God wants us to do is to not only lay our burden at the Lord's feet but to lay our lives down with it. And the point is, the heartache, the burdens, they may still be there, but they won't be as bitter, and they won't be as painful, and they won't constantly be dragging and interrupting your joy. God will give you grace! You'll be able to go on and smile again and laugh again. You'll be able to live again. And don't forget the text is a divine promise that came through human medium of David. We all moan and groan over the burdens. When will this stop aching? When will this heart of mine stop and give me a break? The text is a revelation of divine care and sympathy from God. I couldn't carry the weight and the heartache and continue to pastor and continue to deal with problems and continue to navigate my own life. I couldn't do it without suffering the loss that I suffered. It took the wind out of my sail. And the only place I had Sherm to go was to fall on the Lord. Lord, you took care of me for 50 something years. Can you take care of me today? Yes. 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 America's hurting this morning. All that's going on. You know what America's doing now more than anything? Going to funerals. Hundreds of thousands of children. Millions and millions of babies. Innocent people, seniors, being robbed, being mugged, being raped. And all we do in America anymore is cry at the funerals. And not enough preachers will stand up and tell the world what they really need. I don't even have time. And don't let the devil make you feel I'm through. Don't let the devil make you feel like God doesn't care. God cares for you. And he proved it. While you were ugly, while you were a sinner, while you were nasty, while you were vile, while you were vulgar, God gave his son, his only begotten son. He laid him down and let the world have him and eat him up alive. So what is your special burden this morning? your secret burden that you wake up to every morning. And maybe nobody knows but God and you. And all God wants any of us to do is to just take a moment and slip out of our pews and come to an altar and really give God both our burdens and ourselves and experience. This is a divine promise and experience. The miracle of being sustained and lifted by God. Don't take your burdens the wrong way. Don't shake a fist at God and say, why did you let this happen? Why did you take my mother? Why did you take my wife? Why did you do this? You're taking your burden the wrong way. Come and pray. Bring your burden. And if that's not enough, Intercede for somebody this morning, and you bring that burden down here of that son or daughter or that husband or wife. Bring that burden down and push it over on the Lord. And you'll walk out of here, or you'll fly out of here like that eagle. Would you like to stand? And I hope that you'll come. If not for yourself, you'll come for someone else. God bless you this morning. I know what God wanted me to say. And now you know what God wanted you to say. Elias. Go ahead, Sherm. Sing. Days are filled with sorrow and tears. Hearts are weary with care. Sit on the second row, right here. Sit on the second row. Move over, brother. Let her sit down. Thank you. Jesus others. Don't let the devil talk you out of missing what God has for you in this service. Mark it down. I'm telling you what I felt the Lord just gave me. Don't walk out of here like everything's okay. When you know in your own heart It's been a while since you've had a little talk with Jesus. You need the Lord as much as anybody else. And God has opened up a window of heaven. And he poured out a blessing and an opportunity this morning for privilege. Don't let it go. Don't miss it. those of you watching by live stream cast your burden on the Lord cast yourself on the Lord and watch him sustain you and watch him ease the pain of that heartache and the pain of that burden and all the pain of the past Let God have his way this morning as Sherm sings. How long's it been? There's room for you. God bless you as we sing. Then brothers got to say something. Cast your cares on Jesus alone. Keep your heart Jesus is near. Before Brother Gabriel comes, Burnings after the chorus, I want to share something with you. Bless you, David. The Bible says, bear one another's burdens. This is a little note that I received right after my wife's passing. Uncle Tommy, just a note to know, say, I love you and I pray for you. Now is the hard part. I watch you, and I see your faith holding you, and it inspires me. I love C.S. Lewis's thought that to call those who have gone on to come back is about those of us left behind. I miss Aunt Donna so much I miss her voice. I miss her advice. I miss her discerning and knowing looks. But to wish her back here, as Lewis puts it, could I wish her anything worse? My prayer for you is that in those moments where grief feels overwhelming, that the love of our mighty God puts you on eagle's wings and that his presence gives you joy. Love and prayers, Brian.